0: If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. It's episode 37 of Viking 360, and this week we're going to talk Lady Viking volleyball, boys soccer, and we'll talk about the football team, Rube, as they prepare to take on Brooke on Friday.
1: Hey, and how about the Pride of Jackson County, the Viking marching band picking up a grand championship? We'll talk about that and then hear a little music from them, and also one of the most recognizable voices in West Virginia high
0: school sports, Fred Persinger. Lady Viking volleyball team took a big step forward last weekend in Somersville. Here's senior Caitlin Sarver's conversation with Mike Rubin. We're talking on Viking 360 with Lady Viking volleyball senior Caitlin Sarver.
1: Caitlin, thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And I guess the volleyball team put together quite a weekend down in Somersville, West Virginia. Yes, sir. Tell us about that
2: well that was our first tournament that i've won here and i know it's the first one that we've won for years and it was just a great accomplishment something that we've worked really hard for and i think a lot of people kind of have doubted us but i think this is our year to prove ourselves
1: okay so in the tournament you open up with a win over the host team from nicholas county and then in round two you were able to defeat a large high school woodrow wilson high school from Beckley, but you were telling me that perhaps the toughest match of the day might have been in the championship when you took on the the Cavaliers of Green West. Tell us about that match.
2: Um, They were a great team. They didn't give up, but I think we, we pushed harder. We wanted it so bad and more than anyone, so I think just our effort alone won that game.
1: And, and tell us about the attitude on the team this year. That seems like there's a, a really a winning attitude uh, among the Lady Vikings.
2: I think we have the confidence, and um, we believe in each other. We know we've played together since, I mean, all the seniors, we've all played together since sixth grade. So mm-hmm. we know that um, we've won in middle school. We've grown up together. We can win now.
1: And we were fortunate enough not only to win the tournament, but you were telling me that we had some selections. On the all-tournament team. Tell me about that.
2: Um, Addison Wilkinson, Ella Castro, Tori Heinzman and myself all won all-tournament team. Um, that was it was great. <laughs> okay, that.
1: so you're a senior. Tell me what lies down the road for Caitlin.
2: Um, I'm either gonna go to Fairmont or WBU. I'm looking at both. Um, I'm leaning toward Fairmont for nursing. So probably not gonna play any sports so I could focus on that. But I'm excited.
3: Okay,
1: Caitlin, congratulations on the win and thank you for talking with
2: thank us. Thank you.
0: Viking boys soccer team is on a current hot streak. Here's senior defenseman Matt Bowlby talk about their three game winning streak with Mike Rubin.
1: Our guest is Matt is Vikings senior. Congratulations on another win, Matt. Thank you. I guess the Vikings now put together uh, three consecutive wins. Yep. Uh, defeating Nitro rather handily, and then a hard-fought win at Greenbrier East, and then tonight a 4-1 victory over uh, Cabell Midland had to be uh, pretty satisfying. Yeah, it's really nice. Um,
3: now, you're on
1: the defensive role on the team. What
3: uh, what do you look forward to? What is your strategy as a defensive player? Uh, I just try to hold back. I try to watch for plays up the field and just to intercept the ball, help my team get back up the field to the offensive end.
1: And how things look down the road for you? you feel the team is, is starting to progress, having won three games in a row now? Yeah, we're
3: getting better and better. Tonight was probably the first game we put two good halves together, so we're getting up there now. All right, man, let's talk about away from soccer, and, and you're quite
1: active in a number of academic-related programs here at Ripley High School. Tell us about
3: those. Um, I'm in uh, Quiz Bowl and Science Bowl. Uh, Miss Eckert does that. We go to competitions and... We just uh, answer questions about academic bowl. It's just um, general and science bowl is science-specific. And then I do robotics, and I go to competitions. We've won states the past two years, and then hopefully we'll win this year and go to Worlds again.
1: Great. Now, when is in in season for the Quiz Bowl
3: and Science Bowl teams? Um, Science Bowl should start this winter, and we'll have our uh, tournament in January. Uh, Quiz Bowl should start soon, in like the next month.
1: Now, if I know Miss Heckert, there's there's also a pretty intense training for some of those academic teams as well. Yeah, we we practice uh, all the time after school. And and the robotics team has sort of built somewhat of a reputation, uh, almost a dynasty, if you will, in, in, among West Virginia schools as far as the robotics are concerned. What's the key to having a good robotics program?
3: Um, just uh, working together and just finding ideas off the internet and making up new ideas to just find the best way to do the best in our competitions and just the good teamwork in general okay and Matt uh, what lies ahead for you after your days at dear old Ripley High uh, I plan to go to college for computer engineering I'll apply to MIT and if that doesn't work out I'll apply to WVU and University of Tennessee Matt, congratulations on another Viking win and best of luck to you. All right, thank you.
1: Viking Marching Band had quite a performance at the Cabell Midland Band Festival down in Ona. They won first place in Class A. They won Best Honor Band. They won Best Color Guard and third place percussion. Overall, they were named Grand Champions of the festival. They have an event coming up this week in Spencer at the Black Walnut Festival. And coming up, it's Viking Fest on October 5th.
0: Now let's listen in to the pride of Jackson County playing a song we're all familiar with, Anchors Away.
1: Time In Death Valley, let's bring on the Vikings! Friday evening's trip to the Northern Panhandle is the sixth meeting in the football series between Ripley and Brooke. Of the previous five games, four came in November playoff games, including 33 years ago in 1986 at Mountaineer Field and the following year of 1987 at Wheeling Island Stadium. The 1989 game was Ripley's first-ever home playoff game. Brooke won that contest 27-14. The first regular season game between the Vikings and Bruins came last year with Ripley winning 42-14 at Memorial Stadium. Brooke is 1-3 on the season with losses to Wheeling Park 55-12, University 39-15, and Brashear, Pennsylvania 25-6. The win was a 45 44 victory in game two against 0 4 Hedgesville. This week's opponents are the Brook Bruins. And here are some comments from junior running back Caden Hall and for Viking coach Eddie
3: Smolder. I uh, had a good first day of practice uh, Monday and Tuesday, so she'll be able to do it.
0: You had a uh, really good game against those guys in Ripley uh, last year. I think you had a block pump for a touchdown in that ball game, and um, you know, uh, really kind of spurned us onto that victory. Uh, have, you, have you pulled anything from that experience in that game last year? And uh, you know, as you look forward to the game tonight, uh, just to stay humble and go out there and play hard, play every snap like it's your last. Yeah, I mean they're down, but they uh, they brought
1: it really well this week. We've had great practices this week, so. They're not going to give in or give up. They're going to keep on fighting and represent the blue and white the way it should be. They're going to play hard and play fast and, you know, get after people. So, you know, we're excited about this week. We got to put last week behind us, and our kids have done that. We've, like I said, we had a great week of practice, so we're excited to get ready.
0: Three-sport athletes are hard to find this day and age. However, Mike Rubin found one in Austin Bogus. Our guest on Viking 360 is... Viking senior Austin
1: Bogus as they say in Ohio but I guess in West Virginia we can call him Austin Bogus. Austin, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for letting me allow to be with you today. Now let's tell me, you've been with football for, for quite some time now. Tell us about how your senior season
3: is shaping up. Well, we've had our ups and downs so far. We're hoping to come out Miami, a good number with a win. Every week, be one of every day.
1: and. And you're on the field a lot. Tell us what are your what is your role
3: on this team, offensively and defensively? Offensively, I'm a tight end. I'm a all-time blocker most of the time. Lucky once or twice passes. But defense, I'm a linebacker.
1: Okay. And we were talking about how uh, there this is an era where a lot of athletes will choose to concentrate on one sport. But you're not like that. You're sort of a throwback athlete in that <laughs> you play football in the fall. You wrestle in the winter and you play baseball in the spring. Why do you choose to do that? It's
3: for the love of all three sports. And You can't get enough of working hard, throwing everything out there on the line just to win.
1: And what's the biggest difference between those three sports? Do you have a preference? Not really. <laughs> I just have to work hard and be the best I can be in all three. And you were telling me that there's a possibility that you might try to wrestle on, on the next level after yeah, you graduate from I'm high school. Yeah, try to go to college at W
3: Tech. I'm hoping they'd like to look at me. And,
1: and what else is ahead for you? I mean, you. Uh, what do you want to do for a career after high school? What, what do you see yourself being down the road? If Wrestling don't work out for me. I'm hoping to be an expert welder. Very good. Austin, thank you so much. Good luck to you. and. The rest of your senior season. Thank
0: you.
1: Listen to him every Friday night after Viking football on game night. Now let's take a listen in to none other than Fred Persinger.
0: Joined now by a good friend of mine and someone that many of you Viking fans will recognize. That is none other than Fred Persinger, the voice of high school game night across the state of West Virginia. Fred, thanks so much for taking the time. Fred, tell me a little bit about uh, your impression of Viking sports. You've got a lot of Viking fans listening here, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot. But, you know, you've taken phone calls from me and Shadow and John Rice over the years, and you've always been very, very complimentary of our program. Well, you know, you mentioned the Viking fans,
4: and let's be fair here, that's probably the most solid thing about viking sports is the fan base uh kids come and go and uh in high school sports whether it's football basketball whatever the case may be you get the good athletes and in some years the better athletes have graduated and you start to rebuild but the strong thing can always be your fan base and that's what i always gauge a program on if a program is doing what it should be doing and i don't mean all in just wins and losses that's uh You know, that's for another day, another time. If the program is doing what they should be doing and the way they're treating the kids, the way the kids give back to the community, and you continually see a great fan base, then the program is exactly where you need it to be. So I think Ripley football, Ripley basketball, whatever you want to talk about, uh, I think Ripley's fine. I, I think they're one of the better programs in the state. And, again, not basing it on state championships and things like that. Uh, that's material stuff that, you know, if you get the right kids, what's the old saying? It's not the X's and O's, it's <laughs> right. the Jimmies and Joe's. And you got to have the Jimmies and Joe's. I don't care what you're doing. But, um, I, uh, shucks, I think Ripley is fine. Uh, I, I hear great things about the program from their fans and I you know better than I uh, but the Ripley fan is someone that dearly loves
0: Ripley Viking sports and that's the key no question about it Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there and we see that every Friday night or or whatever night the sport we may be playing uh, as you see the blue and white filling up the interstate heading toward whatever the destination may be that night Talk a little bit about Game Night, uh, Fred. I think that's one of the uh, better shows um, that you will find on the radio. And, and it really keeps the fan connected with what's going on around the state because, you know, we're all uh, products of our own environment, so to speak. So we kind of get stuck in, in where we are and we don't really concern ourselves with what else might be going on. But what a great show. You and Dave do a great job. It's, it's produced really well. Talk a little bit about that show, and and, and I know it means a lot to you.
4: It does indeed, and thanks for the kind words, Brian. Uh, Game Night, this is our 18th year. Hard to believe 18 years ago. It was myself... And Dale Miller, who's the President of our company, uh we were just sitting and i i the month was probably in November, and he was in my office in Charleston and He said, "You know we ought to next year come up with a scoreboard show and at the time the network had a scoreboard show on Friday nights, it was like thirty minutes long, and I said, "We have one." He said, "No, no, no, we really need to have a good scoreboard show that uh kicks off about nine nine thirty and takes it till midnight." And I said, "Well, I'll tell you what. Give me. Let me get some thought to it, and we'll see where we can go." And then the very next year, of course, game game night became a fruition. Uh, we start at 9:30, and I picked that time because. I know that most high school football games start at either 7 or 7.30 now. When I was doing play-by-play, it used to be 8 o'clock, but they've gone back now to a, 7.30 is as late as you will see a kick time, uh, unless there's weather or something like that that you can't control. So I figured if I started on the air at 9.30, I would get those radio stations. And that was my main goal in starting, to have a program for radio stations around the state that are affiliated with our network that would have programming from 7 o'clock on a Friday night all the way through midnight, and it would be all about the same subject, high school football. So I figured if I went at 9.30, I'd be able to get those stations that had a 7 o'clock kick, and then if I had a hard break, it uh, means I had to take a commercial break at a certain time, and i do that at 9.45 and play an open. So those stations that had a seven o'clock kick, but it went a little long. They didn't get out to like mm, 20 minutes until 10. They could cover that time until they could join the program when it was supposed to. And then I have another hard join at 10 o'clock for those stations that have a 7.30 kick. And then Dave and I take it all the way through, like you say, until midnight. I've been very, very fortunate in the idea was well received by radio stations around the state. They were looking. For that programming, that they didn't have to have a football game, play music or whatever, and then come back and do a scoreboard show. And they liked the idea that all of a sudden radio was getting the scores much quicker than TV in the eleven o'clock uh, news that they did. So they were top priority. And the idea in itself really was a win to begin with. It there's nothing more special than high school football on Friday night. Those Friday night lights. There's something to that, and we knew that from a network standpoint, and that's why we went with game night. Um, as far as the production of the show, I'm usually at the studios, and I do the studio, I do the show live from Morgantown, and I'm usually at the studios in Morgantown by 7 o'clock at the very latest on Friday nights. Now, I know the show doesn't come on the air till 9.30, but I get a lot of the scores, and I'm listening to the Brian Johnsons of the world all over the state. We can do that now with the way everyone streams their audio, so I can listen to four or five games at the same time, and I'm getting scores, and I'm updating our scoreboard on our website at wdmetronews.com. As I get the score so if you're sitting at the game and and you're broadcasting the game or you're a fan of the game and you want to know what your next opponent is doing you pull up our scoreboard on our website and boom there's the scores for you in real time so I'm there no later than 7 we go on the air at 930 and after I go on the air at 930 then I have to rely on I have a producer not only a video producer, but I have an audio producer as well. They're in separate buildings. And the one that's the audio producer has three West Virginia University college students working for them. And I feed them on a Friday night, and I pay them on a Friday night, and what college student doesn't like to be fed and be paid, <laughs> and they get my scores, and how do they get them? If they can't find them on the radio, they're making phone calls, and uh, I know every phone number. I have a, a phone bank that has every phone number of every uh, fast food place, Go-Mart place, whatever <laughs> you want to name. I know all the ambulance drivers because every school's supposed to have an ambulance there. So I can call up and say, "Hey," and, and a, a quick story that I claim to tell. Small school up in the northern part of the state in Blacksville, just uh, right outside Morgantown, was always having trouble trying to get their scores. And so, what I eventually found out that when they're at home, there is a little Go-Mart store, some kind of store like that, that sits right outside the gate, and you can see the scoreboard from the window of the Go-Mart store. I got the phone number. We started calling the person that was on duty, let them know who we were, and I said, "Hey, look out your window. Tell me what score the game is." And that's how I got my I got my Clay-Battel scores. So it's crazy little stories like yeah. that that we have all across the state. But uh, we pride ourselves. Dave and I never leave the air at midnight unless we have every score of every game played on that Friday night. Now I might get to eleven thirty. And I might put out a plea and maybe you've heard me at times say, Look, I know mm-hmm. someone was at that Sherman game in Seth tonight and they are listening to us right now and they know the score of that game. Call me and I give out the toll free number and I'll take a break and before I get back from the break to show you the power of high school football, not Fred Persinger, the power of high school football, that I will get a phone call from that area saying, Oh, by the way, I was there, and score was this,
0: you know? And right. that's how I do it.
4: let's
0: piggyback off of that just a little bit if you don't mind you know i know there are a lot of guys across the state that lean on you a little bit um as far as being a mentor i'm one of those guys you've always been very um uh, very easy to help i mean you've always never asked a question about no i don't have time you've always stepped right in there and helped me and you're kind of uh, a guy that we all look up to you've done it all you you do the the uh You know the shows. You do the games, the play-by-play, and the big-time games. Um, What has your career been like? Uh, When when you think back at it now, and you you look across all of your accomplishments, and what a tremendous job you do. uh, How favorable do you look on it? Do you do that now because you're still in the midst of it uh, and you haven't stepped away yet? Just tell us uh, what Fred Persinger thinks of you know what his broadcasting career and what his life has uh, has really turned into over the years. Well, first, let me say for all the folks listening right now,
4: Brian has just found a very, very complimentary way to say, Fred, you're old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> true. Actually, Not true. I started, uh,
4: well, I've been in radio, and well, I am old, that's fair, uh, I've been in radio for, it will I started in radio in Beckley at a little AM radio station, and uh, I was writing commercials, and one thing leads to another, and I have, you're right, I've done it all in radio from sales to managing to whatever, Um, but I, I got involved in radio. yeah sure i'll go with you and uh, i'll never forget the first guy i ever worked with uh he really started his radio career in cincinnati and uh great had a great voice his name was rod o'dell and we called him the fatty daddy from cincinnati (laughs) that was his air name and uh but he's a great broadcaster as far as sports goes and And uh, we we took off with Beckley, and uh, wow, I did Beckley by myself for a long, long time when I changed radio stations from an AM to an FM in Beckley, and, and then got the opportunity in 2001 to go full time to the network they'd been after me for a long time and I just I always wanted to stay where I was never had the desire to be statewide or anything like that and then this opportunity came up to go full time with the network and and I I jumped at it I, I love what I do a lot of folks might think I'm just on the radio all the time but I'm I'm the director of affiliate relations for the Metro News Radio Network which means I have Right now, including all of the ways as far as transponders and everything else you can get into, we've got about 80 radio stations on our network, and they're my babies. I take care of them. I travel a lot around the state just to make sure everything is going well. But um, as far as the broadcast part of it, uh, you're right. I've been fortunate. I've really been fortunate. I'm the lead. Play-by-play guy on the state basketball tournament, boys and girls. I do the Super Six. I do baseball. Uh, I've done the play-by-play for the University of Charleston, and uh, on and on and on it goes. And suddenly, one thing leads to another. I've never really stopped to think about what I've done in radio or what I'm doing in radio, and maybe that will come if I decide to retire. I, I'm very, very fortunate. Something I'm very proud of, and that this November the 15th. My beautiful wife, Jan, and I will have been
0: married 50 years. Wow, congratulations. And, well, thank you. And I and, and I, I say, though, that we've been married 50
3: years because I've probably been gone about 30 of those. <laughs> I've only seen her yeah. about 20 years. But, you know,
0: it's, it's like November the 15th. And
4: guess what? Game night this year is on a Friday night, November the 15th. So on my 50th wedding anniversary, <laughs> I will be working. But she understands that. Right. And radio has been good to me. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I don't think about it, but I do know this, They've, and I will be 72 years old very soon, and someone said, when are you going to retire? And <clears throat> I, could, I could retire anytime I want to, but I'm afraid of three things. I will either kill my wife, she'll kill me, or we'll get a divorce. So I don't want any of that to happen, but I'm just going to work. And you know as well as I do. Radio is fun. I I don't dig coal for a living. Uh, Those guys work way too hard. Um, I don't have to dig a ditch. As long as the good Lord blesses me with my voice, uh, and I enjoy what I'm doing, I'm going to hang around. And right now, I enjoy what I do. So uh, it's it's been a good ride. It really has, and the, the wonderful wonderful people I've met in radio. I'm fortunate to say I'm a member of the Broadcast Hall of Fame in West Virginia. So. Uh, It's been good to me. No question it's been good to me. And I love... I love working with uh, high school students if i have had the opportunity to speak to a bunch of high school students along the way, or I love working with guys like yourself that that do an excellent job and know, though, they maybe they can pick something up from this old man. Well, I'm more than happy, more than happy to talk to anybody at any time about
0: broadcasting. Well, broadcasting's been good to you, Fred, but you've been good to the state of West Virginia. You've been good to the Viking Nation. You've been good to me and uh, you know I consider you a friend and, and a, uh, a peer and a guy that I really look up to and, and I appreciate you taking the time out to do this today and uh, I'm going to keep leaning on you so uh, don't change your phone number because uh, just I called you earlier today and said uh, Fred you know I'm doing this or that what do you think and, and you were there to give me advice and you know I want to improve and get better and make it a, a good um, listening experience for the Viking fans and you know you're a big part of that, so uh, I just can't tell you enough how much we appreciate you. Well, trust me, Brian. Uh, if I
4: can ever be of assistance in any way, uh, no matter how small, you—you you certainly, you have my cell number. You call me
0: anytime. One thing you can't do, Fred, that I wish you could is give me your voice. I beg, <laughs> I beg you and Mike Rubin to give me your voices as much as possible, and I just. That wasn't given to me by the good Lord. so. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I
4: think in radio, and I think what's so great about it is uh, we all have our own unique style. And, uh, Very true.
0: Sometimes it's not
4: all about the voice. I just thank the good Lord I was smart enough to get into radio and not TV
0: because I doubt it last well. <laughs> well, I've always said I have a face for newspaper and a, a voice for, uh, actually, a face for TV and a back backwards. See, I got it all messed up now. You have a face, for radio. face for radio and a voice for newspaper. There we go. There you go. That's, That's what it works, is. That's Fred, what makes it work, though. Fred, thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate it. And continued success. Congratulations on your anniversary coming up. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. And go Vikings. That'll do it for episode thirty seven of Viking three sixty. Thanks for listening. Until next time, we'll see you around. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.